Hey, Andy, it's Rachel from Skid Row. How you doing, man? Hey, dude, I'm doing great. Yourself? Ah, not bad at all, man. Can't complain. Love that. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for your time. Oh, no worries, man. I'm excited for the return of Skid Row next Saturday evening at Lakeside Casino's Outdoor Theater. And to be honest, I feel like this conversation's been a long time coming, Rachel. I got a buddy that's a huge Skid Row fan and has been his entire life and has some really nice things to say about you and your many musical talents. His name's Corey Taylor. Oh, God. He's a brother, man. He is a brother, that guy. Love me some Corey Taylor, man. He, uh, yeah, yeah, we became very close once I did the... Uh, you know, we we were kind of mutual admiration society there, and uh, when uh, they called on me to do the uh, Golden Bones record for Stone Sour, man, I, I was just like, where, when, how many songs on there? You know, it was, it was a cool <laughs> thing, man. So him and I become uh, good buds for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you, there was nothing funnier than to watch Corey and Josh Rand as well. I had them in studio telling me that, you know, you were guesting on the album. And they had this look on their face. I think they transformed back into 12-year-old Corey and Josh. It was so funny. <laughs> That's too much. Man. It, 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 it's such a huge compliment. And those guys just put complete trust in me to play and let me do, you know, whatever... Basically, they just kept saying, "Bolonize it, man! Bolonize it!" You know, yeah. it's kind of daunting when you go into a situation like that. It was a really cool experience, man. And every one of those guys are are just so damn talented. It makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> totally get that. So, are those opportunities are they a result of personal relationships, or is it more of a respect thing? What's your take on that? You know what? He uh, when when Corey called me, I didn't even have his number on my phone. So I saw Iowa, and I was like, I don't know anybody. I was so just want to go to voicemail. When I listened back, I felt like such a jerk. I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> so I called back. I'm like, Dude, I'm sorry, I shot you to voicemail. <laughs> you know? But it was just one of those things. We met a couple times. Uh, I went to see them play. We met a couple times, and, and uh, he called me. He said, "Man, we're without a bass player." And, and dig what you do, and, and uh, we'd like you to play on the record if you're available. And I was like, like I said, when, how many songs, where, when, you know, it's just, I'm there. So it was great. It was a, it was an amazing experience. What an incredible career you've had with Skid Row. I imagine if you do take much time to reflect back on all you've accomplished, it'd probably be pretty easy to get lost in there. <laughs> it, it's weird doing it for as long as we've been doing it. I, um, Every now and then you get a chance because, you know, you're always on the go, go, go. And, and lately we've been playing more in the past four years since ZP joined the band than we had in, in a long time. And, you know, every now and then you just get a chance to reflect. And the 90s used to seem just a few days behind you. Now you talk about the 90s and it's like, wow, that was a long time ago. That's almost that's 30 years ago almost, you know, and. And now it's like, well, five years ago, we're asking each other, when did we do that? Did we do that show last year? It's like, no, dude, that was like four years ago. Wow. It's like, and you just get to reflect sometimes when you're sitting there by yourself, and you're like, wow, man, it's been a pretty great ride so far, you know? Are you big on landmarks? I mean, for example, the you know self-titled debut album celebrating its 30th this year? Yeah, that was, that was a cool thing. I, I really wanted to come out on vinyl uh, instead of just digital because, one, I want to edit to my vinyl collection but yeah it's a cool thing you know um the fact that we're still out there doing it you know um uh, uh, an album is one thing it comes out and that that stays with people forever but when we we're fortunate enough to have the chance to keep going out and keep playing and people keep showing up and it's uh yeah it, it is a big landmark and you know we went uh, we did 20 years of slave to the 
grind and, and man, it's just it just keeps on coming and it's great. Like I said, we're really fortunate. Before my foot hits that stage every night, I just sit there and go, Wow, still doing it, man. This is awesome. There's probably a lot of pride there too in regards to your relationship with Snake. I mean, you've got to be damn proud of not only all of your accomplishments as a musician, but the fact that the two of you have weathered the storm together and that friendship has endured is pretty special. It, is, it really is. And we've, we've had discussions about that after a few hundred years. We'll have, like, you know, wow, man, we really did something cool. It really resonates with people. And, and the fact that we've, I mean, we've argued. We've argued like a married couple before, but it's just, that's just part of it, you know? But the fact that, that, um, we were able to accomplish what we did just from just a vision, you know what I mean? Just a vision of two idiots from New Jersey that <laughs> just happened to have the same vision and just happened to meet each other at a music store. The whole fate thing is pretty amazing, you know? We were at the same... Uh, we went to see Kiss one day apart, you know? He went to, to Madison Square Garden in 77. I went to the Spectrum because it was close to Philadelphia. It was a little easier to get to from where I lived in New Jersey. Um you know, and that's what changed both of our lives on that tour. Seeing that show changed both of our lives within 24 hours of each other. You know, and it's it's just pretty amazing to think back. Rachel Bolin of Skid Row is my special guest. Look forward to seeing them live at Lakeside Casino's Outdoor Theater next Saturday. You're at a point in your career where it'd be really easy to hit cruise control and coast the rest of the way on what you've already done, but Skid Row's still making original music. Yeah, you know, that's something, that's our lifeblood, man. And playing live is, is awesome, and, you know, we love doing it. But to create and keep making new music whether one person buys it or a million people buy it we just we have to do it you know it's something that we absolutely love to do we love to write songs and we love to create so we've been in the studio for the past since uh i guess the beginning of february uh and you know in between shows and all that we've been uh recording with michael wagner who did our first two records and he also did our fifth and uh it's just been great you know and just first record that GP will be on and uh, just watching him do his thing is fascinating you know because we've never worked with him in a recording situation before and he, he has his way of doing things which really is cohesive to the way we do things and um, this stuff is coming out I'm really proud of it we're all really proud of it I'm, I'm actually blown away by some of the stuff we can't wait to get this out there. Is this would this be like completing the trilogy then of United World Rebellion, or how's that work? Yeah, that's correct. It's going to be the third chapter, um, and it's going to be full length. It's not going to be an EP this time. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, we did do an EP thing, and it was a lot less pressure. But we're like, you know what? Let's put the pressure back on ourselves. Let's do a whole record. We got a new singer. Well, he's not new anymore. He's been in the band four years. But let's just do this and and just balls out so that's exactly what we're doing i haven't seen a release date yet maybe you haven't settled on that do you have an idea of the time frame um we're hoping this year where the the music the landscape of, of this business has changed so much as you know that from when the first album came out that there's really no rush you know the only rush is we want to uh, you know people that listen to us we want to get it to them as soon as possible but we also want it to be absolutely 100% what we want to. So that's where we're at right now. Do you have any of that stuff rehearsed enough to bring to the live show? Uh, not yet. 
not yet. We plan on doing that soon. The thing is, we live in five different states and two different countries, so <laughs> it's a yeah. little harder to get together. Yeah, that's the other thing about modern technology uh, is, you know, you talked about the music industry and how it's changed, but what about recording new music? I mean, there's so many new avenues now. Guys can live on opposite ends of the earth and still put together a cohesive uh, album of songs. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we're doing that uh, the guys and, and Scotty, you know, they'll have a solo, and we all pretty much have the same setup in our house that works along with Michael Wagner. So, you know, those guys have family, so they're not going to want to spend, we're recording down here in Tennessee, but they don't want to spend all their time here from start to finish, so they go home to see their families, and they have an idea, they throw it down, they send it to Michael, he does what he does, and he puts it in the song. So that's about as far as we're going with that. As far as, like, uh, backup vocals and harmonies and, and uh, all the rhythm tracks we did in the room with each other. Still give that sort of live feel that you... Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You've written some massive hits, some of which have been covered by artists that some may consider kind of unconventional. A good example being I Remember You. What's it like to hear someone like a Carrie Underwood, for example, cover a song that you helped create? I mean, someone called me from a Carrie Underwood show told me and I was like, Wow. We did we hit on something good for someone that huge to go out and man, she crushed it. It was good and her band did man it, it was really, really good. But to get that I, I don't know whether it was a respect thing, she must like the song to even do it. So it uh it was pretty amazing, man. I went and I watched the footage and I was like, Wow, this is this is really cool. Whenever anyone covers your song uh, it's a really good feeling because it means that that song meant something to them. You know, there's a lot of um, there was a metal band, uh, a few metal bands that covered "You Found Wild" from Europe, and then uh, the Ataris covered a couple of our songs. And it's just really cool, man. These bands from different genres and, and artists from different genres covering it in their style means that okay, you wrote a song that transcends all these genres that people can make it their own, and that's the beauty of music, man. It's like I'm just, they, they have the blank canvas. We were just giving them the paint, you know what I mean? And, and it, uh, it's really cool. I love hearing different versions of our songs. It's interesting. I've heard you speak about the, you know, genesis of that song and the fact that you guys kind of considered it maybe a little bit cheesy and a throwaway track until, what was it, Doc McGee heard it and said, nope, that's going on the record? Yeah, Doc McGee and Jason Flom at Atlantic Records, who signed us, and also Dorothy Caballo, uh, was instrumental in finance. She, um, yeah, all three of them looked at us and they were like, "Yeah, that's going on the record, whether you guys like it or not." <laughs> oh, it's amazing! Like what? How different the world would be for you had you not made that decision, right? It's crazy, isn't it? It really is. I figure, you know, that's part of standing the test of time, right there. That's not something every band gets to experience. You're right. You're absolutely right. And you know, it, it's we're proud of the song. It just it was the timing, and we thought that you know. We make all the decisions, and that's that, and it's not going on the record, but I'm sure glad it did. No doubt. Wow. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you guys uh, next Saturday at Lakeside Casino's Outdoor Theater. Anytime I've ever seen Skid Row, and I've seen you guys probably a half dozen times over the past uh, 20 years or so, it's always an awesome show. You guys really bring the energy, and I look forward to hearing you bolinize another audience here in Iowa. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.